So, welcome back to The DM's Dilemma. Uh, last episode, we talked about how to create a background for a story or a D&D campaign. In this episode, we're going to talk about conflict inflation and realism in stories versus the excitement and the sort of, you know, the high octane, the excitement factor in stories and engagement. Conflict inflation uh, actually takes place in more places uh, than just uh, D&D. It can take place in almost all media. This is why in some shows, the second season is worse than the first. Uh, Frequently in TV shows, uh, after or in movies, you know, the sequel problem. The reason usually the sequels are worse uh, than the original, I'm going to use Men in Black as an example. You know, it's opinionated. You can have your own opinion, but I'm just, I'm just saying. Sequel problem. Uh, the reason that movie or mo- most sequels are worse than the original, if they're not planned, is that the new conflict actually wasn't originally part of the world uh, that they were built in. Therefore, the conflict usually sacrifices realism which actually detracts from the meaning of the story and makes the story feel cheesy. Now, if you want to tell a cheesy story, then by all means, go ahead. But uh, my focus is on how to tell a realistic and engaging story. Um, So, primarily, uh, I found a couple ways of getting around this uh, conflict inflation which will eventually snowball into destroying any sort of campaign world. Uh, and the kind of, the approach I've come up to this, I, I've dubbed it, you know, hyper, not hyper-realism, but uh, it's like micro-realism, where instead of, instead of throwing another enemy or another very, uh, un- a very ch- challenging, and undescript uh, sort of antagonists the players have to overcome, try um, creating a complex conflict. Maybe rather than the players having to defeat one evil antagonist, uh, maybe it's a societal or a systematic problem. Because these types of problems tend to be more complicated and more engaging to solve. Furthermore, Structure the world so that there is room for more conflict and so that there's room to expand upon this this world that you've made or are using. Here, let, let me give an example. The the Star Wars universe has a huge conflict in the beginning of the fourth movie, which is sort of where the movies were started, um, were produced, where uh, the Death Star blows up, and this huge feat of hero- and this huge feat of heroism is uh, accomplished by the by the protagonists, and the Empire is seemingly uh, seemingly defeated. You know, they've just lost their main base. But the Star Wars universe is very rich, and the George Lucas created all this interesting lore. Uh, and other very um, deep sort of philosophy that runs through this universe. 
so that even when this huge conflict took place, the Death Star, the Empire wasn't wasn't destroyed. The conflict continued, even, and it had instead grown to in a new direction. Rather than the Luke's goal of destroying the Death Star, um, the goal became to take down the Empire, which had built the Death Star. And this sort of, this complex conflict makes sense. If the goal for Luke had instead been to destroy an even bigger Death Star, then I don't think the movie would have been as good. And that's sort of, you know, what they did in Movie 7, and we all know that, uh, at least I think Movie 7 wasn't as good uh, as the originals. So it, so it can actually benefit uh, to uh, benefit you to sort of plan ahead and figure out uh, what is causing this problem and sort of uh, have an if-then relationship. Uh, between uh, that drives the plot. You know, if the players destroy the Death Star, then the Empire responds by taking these rebels more seriously, uh, which uh, then causes uh, them to destroy uh, the base on Hoth. Oh, yeah, spoilers uh, for if you haven't seen that movie yet. But the whole concept is to have uh, this plot throughout your campaign which actually will give meaning to the conflict and prevent this sort of meaningless inflation. Now, this approach does uh, have some drawbacks, meaning that it entails a lot of uh, thinking and planning ahead, which sometimes can be challenging when you don't know who's going to show up or what players are going to do what. And and also, in D&D, it can be tough to determine and to see if the players are going to win the combat or not. And it's okay uh, to not be sure. And there's something to be said for, uh, you know, not having predetermined outcomes uh, because that sort of detracts from the excitement of the story. Uh, so then there comes another question of, well, how can you build a story if you don't even know what's going to happen? And this is one of the toughest parts, in my opinion, or also the most rewarding, of telling a story as a DM. So, how do you tell a changing story? And the and what I've found works is having an intelligent and dynamic enemy. Rather than having sort of what I'm going to call railroad tracks of a plot where the players are forced to do, defeat A, then do B, and then do C, and it's all great, have a more open mindset. You know, if the players uh, loot, win a fight that they weren't, that you didn't think they would, uh, rather than retconning that, uh, move forward with the plot and think, well, what would the what would the antagonist do in this circumstance? The players have just beaten their number one minion, and they and now he's in a precarious position. The answer is, they'd probably run. Or maybe if the antagonist is 
very brave, maybe sit out and actually uh, fight the players and have a, a kind of a, block, a confrontation right there. The In order to really to do that, though, you have to have a good understanding of the characters in the story. Uh, this means kind of creating the villain and knowing uh, who and what the or who the villain is as a person and the NPCs are so that you can actually make their decisions on the fly. Actually playing, basically role-playing multiple characters at the same time. And in my opinion, this is how you can create dynamic conflict in a story that is still plot-driven. Because the plot is actually based on the characters and not so much uh, arbitrary decisions uh, made by the storyteller. I'll, and I'll get into how to create more dynamic characters uh, in our last episode of the DM's Dilemma, next episode, uh, in the future, because the topic's actually very complex and uh, very interesting, and I definitely want to get into that later, but I don't have enough time. Uh, so, until next time, uh, this is the DM's Dilemma. <laughs>